0: Shop now in store or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
1: This is Jason Avant, and this is the NFL Player Second Acts podcast. Check it out. What's up, everybody? I'm Peanut Tillman,
2: and this is the NFL Players Second Acts podcast. I'm Peanut Tillman, and this is my guy Rome. What's up, baby?
3: What's up, man? I mean, you didn't even count it down, but it's all. I didn't count
2: it down. Why? Well, I got to go to one for the
3: countdown. You're right. You're right. You don't have to. But, anyways, before <laughs> we get into all that, let's thank our viewers and our listeners wherever you pick up your podcast, whether it's iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, as always. Give us a a five star rating a review, click follow, and make sure you continue to spread the word about all the good things we're talking about here on the NFL Player yeah. Second Acts podcast. So, Peanut, who's, who's our, our guest, guest today?
2: Hey, man, we got a good one. This guy is from, uh, I don't want to say my hometown, but we're from we from the same part of the town. we got from the same hood. Uh, Fourth-round draft pick in 2006, same draft class as you, yep, two thousand six. Um, out of the University of Michigan, played 10 years in the NFL, the Eagles, the Panthers, and the Chiefs. Now he's an entrepreneur and has his own podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jason Avon.
1: Thanks for having me, gents. The 5-4 offside peanut defense type stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to jump set you already. Yeah, right? Yeah, he's trying to jump set Why you already.
3: you have to go to one? I, I mean, clearly you don't. This is you your show. It's your show.
2: It's your rules. Y'all probably won't see this, but I said, they, my, the cameraman, they they give me the A, speed, all right, 5, 4, and then I just go right into it. I don't always have to go down to one, man. Like, I'm just,
3: hey. It's all it's good. It's your world. It's your oh, world. So, oh, you know, I'm really. Have exci- me, though, Jay. Yeah, they man. Expect- I, I'm <laughs> really, really excited to have Jason in the building. Uh, I, I said this outside, and I'll tell the people as well. And I want to look in the cameras like, Jason Vaughn's one of the best human beings you'll ever meet in your life. I had the pleasure to be a teammate of his in 2014. I, I watched this man in college. We came out the same year. Um, and to see you grow and actually be in the locker room and share that time with you was very special because you were not only your emotions on your sleeve, but your, your faith on your sleeve. When you see you, we see how strong your faith is. And not only that, but it allows others, whether you're trying to live that life and walk that walk with, with God, or you're trying to uh, get closer to that, you encourage it all. And you encourage more people to be themselves and uh, who they are and be in your spot and be comfortable with that. And so anytime you got somebody as strong as you are in your faith and still able to compete at the highest level, You are a man that walks the walk, talks the talk, and I just want everybody to know it was how much of a pleasure it is to share a locker room with somebody like you.
1: Well, first of all, glory to God, and it was always a pleasure to be around you, Ro. You led the defense like none other, you and Luke and everyone. So I'd never really – in the NFL, like I I would say I'd never really – wanted to you know talk to people about my faith I wanted to allow my life to you know speak the example and that's anything as far as leadership yeah. right so everyone has a, a want to talk I, I wanted to like live out loud that was my my goal and my purpose to to go in there and do that and I hopefully it resonated with somebody and helped someone. Well, so it totally it.
3: resonated yeah not only that but he's one of the hardest working guys and he's not a guy a receiver like most are that are Kind of divas. I hate to say that, but he, hold on, hold on. He's not a diva.
1: Hold on, hold on. All of us have a little bit of diva, in there. <laughs> I, and I and I'll say that all of us think that we're the best thing since sliced bread, and that's okay, right? But you I want my receiver to feel yeah, that. way. Yeah, you have to at somewhere down in there. You just have to be willing to die for the team when it comes to that process. Like, so you may be the person that's. You know, going over the middle, catching the third nine and giving up your body, you have to be that person or you got to be the guy that's starting the screen to get blocked. You may have to do that. But all of us think that we're open on every play, right? And, uh, every play, play, I'm open, like throw me the ball, like you want to win or not? That's that's in the back of all of our minds.
3: Well, I appreciate you clearing that up. Yeah, funny. So,
2: I'm what I made made a 13. You got what 10? 10? Yeah, 10. What are you 12? 11. 11, excuse me. So, Crazy stories uh, throughout our entire careers, high school, college, all that. What was your welcome to the NFL moment when you got in the league back in 06?
1: You know what? When I got – I wish I could run faster. That was my, like, Achilles heel. If I can run faster, man, I would be a pro bowler, Hall of Famer if I could run fast, right? So I remember getting into the league, and I'm thinking I'm going to go into camp because I had all the shake at the line of scrimmage. And I would shake a dude, and I'm like, dude, I'm slow. Because he would <laughs> catch up, I was shaking, boom, boom, I'd be past him, I'd turn around, he like right there. I'm like, man, I got to come up with like three, four moves within this pattern in order to get it, you know, in order to compete. But I, I would say um, seeing Nandi Asomwa in the Hall of Fame game, just on a, like, I wasn't in yet, but I was like right next to him when he was lined up, I'm like, this dude is like six, four. Six, and like lining up and touching everybody. No matter what you <laughs> did, he got his hands on you. That was like my welcome to the NFL moment. And I remember talking junk to Randy Moss on the sideline once I got into the game and I'd be in a runner out and I slipped down the field. He's like, Rook, shut up and just play your game. You know, so <laughs> that, that Hall of Fame game was like my welcome to the NFL moment.
3: Yeah, I, I, I love it because most people don't realize that how fast the game is. So fast. How, how what it looks like when you come from college and you get into a locker room you are like oh no that's a pro
1: oh way different <laughs> way different my i remember going into like I, I had a lot of injuries my first year um went to university of michigan so everybody's like favorite player is charles wilson yes of Once course you, like being at the university of michigan charles wilson's like every dude so we we're going up to play green bay and he got traded to green bay and I'm up all night because I'm in the slot. And this is back in the day where, like, there was dudes in the slot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, what's one MVP go, playing yeah, mostly in the play, slot? Playing the slot. So he's in the slot, and I'm up all night. I'm like, dude, I'm about to go against Charles Wilson. He' about to embarrass me. Whatever it was, I'm like, no, nah, let's go out and give him work. I made him fall down in that game. And I was like, oh, I'm not complaining in the NFL nowadays. Yeah. yeah. And that was his worst rep that probably he ever had. <laughs> but I remember it. It was like the defining moment of my career as Sometimes that's
3: all it takes though, just for you, uh that little like, man, I
1: got
2: this. I can play.
1: I can yeah. play in this league. Um,
3: sure. I wanna know what did it feel like? Take us back in that moment, the 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 miracle on Meadowlands, when Deshaun Jackson fumbled a punt, then all of a sudden scoops it up. Takes it back to the house. For those that don't know, Deshaun Watson returned a punt versus the New. Deshaun Jackson, Jackson, yeah, Deshaun yeah. Jackson. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, returned a punt. Versus the New York Giants to win the game. 14 uh, seconds left, fourth quarter. Yeah, it was crazy. And he even did good by kind of showbrading at the end to kind of run out the clock, too.
1: Yeah, we were, the, the craziest thing about that game is we were down 21. I don't know, 21 or some points like that with maybe like five minutes to go. It was it was, it was unbelievable. It was a crazy game it <laughs> it was a lot of a, turnovers. A lot of turnovers. Lots, a lot of fumbles. fumbles. Yeah, a lot of fumbles. A lot of fumbles. So I remember um, I, neither one of us at this point in our career are on punt return. Um, Deshaun wasn't a normal punt returner at that time, and I wasn't a normal, but but I was always known to be a good like punt return as far as like getting blocks and or blocking the kick. So the coach was like, hey, Jay, we need you to go in and try to block the kick. So I go out, so I tell Deshaun, I'm like, Deshaun, you gotta go, I'm going in there, you going in there. So Deshaun's like, oh, of course I'm going in. And so I couldn't get to the, the punt block, but I see him drop the ball. And as soon as he drops the ball, Omar Gaither- OG. Knocks down three dudes with one block. Mm. A little questionable. He got a little dude on the edge. You know, like you that, that little pad, that yeah. front pad got him and knocked knocked The Giants say down. it's a
3: clipping. The Phillies like dude's the, great block. Then,
1: then he was like great block. So so Deshaun hits that hole. I see one dude left. It's me and um, I think it's Mike Diassi. Yeah, this yeah. the snapper the snapper linebacker. He yeah. wasn't he wasn't just a snapper, he was a linebacker that got converted into a snapper. And um so I I tried to go in with good technique, but I was so excited, I went in high, knocked both of us out. Worst technique ever, but it was the game-winning block. I'll take it, right? So we went, went to the ESPYs for that play, and um cool oh, did you, guys, you guys went to the ESPYs for yeah, that? Yeah, we went to ESPYs for that play. Yeah. Did you ever get any love for that block that you gave? All the time in Philly. They still remember that probably as the <laughs> most <laughs> defining block of my career. Like, they remember a couple catches in that block. Oh, man, I remember that block with Deshaun Jackson. I'm like, cool, whatever it takes. Keep on inviting me back to these appearances. Make this money. I- <laughs> So you knocked yourself out. Cause I, yeah, I, I did see that you stayed down after that, too, though. Oh, yeah. I, we knocked, I knocked both of us out. And it was like, I didn't have to do it. Back in those days, You was just, like, running to people. It wasn't, like, protection like it is now. That's when you get them kill shots. Nobody was looking.
2: Yeah. Back in the day. That's, that's back what in the what Football to. was real, yeah. Yeah. That's what we did all the time. Are you going oh yeah sorry play? my bad so <laughs> I thought it was your question I apologize no, no. my bad my bad good, man. tell me true. a sto- tell-, <laughs> tell me a story about Andy Reid I hear this dude is like so chill so laid back does he really like cheeseburgers
1: oh he talks about cheeseburger and ice cream like no like no tomorrow. Oh, he just talks about them all the time. He talks about cheeseburgers and ice cream. That's what he does. He's like he's a that's, cheeseburger that's, dude. That's, yeah, that's. I heard
2: it, but I've never like asked someone like the question. Like he really
1: always had like the best chefs and stuff around at the Eagles, just because like they they pay they pay chefs a lot of money at the Eagles, Chiefs, wherever he is, because that that man can eat. That's that's what he's about. He's he's not apologetic about that. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you some uh, a story about Coach Reed. What makes him kind of special yeah. is that you, you hear people talk about using players to their optimal ability, but he's really about that life. He is a guy that examines who he's drafted and already has a clear, defined role, and he's not a coach that paints within the lines. That's what makes them different. You see what Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes does all the time. They're usually playing off time. The play is done, and those two guys can play backyard football, but Coach Reed is one of the only coaches that will allow that. Like I said, I wasn't a fast guy, and I told Coach Reed, you know, earlier in my career, I think after my second year, I was like, hey, Coach, everyone in this building wants me to run these lines but I'm not gonna be able to get open the way you get open. I know my responsibility. I know where I need to be. Just let me go without outside the lines to get open." And he's like, okay, as long as you can do it within the system, let's go ahead and do it. And and I was able to play 10 years in the league because he allowed me that autonomy. And he did that for multiple players that probably wouldn't have made it on other teams, right. but because he had that open-mindedness, right. that's what makes him special. He thinks outside of the box. I'm sitting there watching the commanders and watching Eric Bieniemy. And Coach Reed, their games, they they run the same exact offense mm. that we ran then. The quarterback can do a little bit more, but just cre- just creative stuff, just different formations, yeah. different motions, same place.
3: Look, as a player, all we ever asked is for the coach to help us put be put in position to make plays. Yeah, that's the best coaches. They they don't over coach it. They ain't over. We're going to put you in possession to make, you know, I, there's no superhero that's going to come in off the street and help save us. The ones we got in the room is who we're going to win with.
1: Yeah, I always say, like you said, put us in position and eliminate the gray area. Don't have a, people in the situation where um, you told me to do something as a coach and then it didn't work and now you blaming me and that's the amazing. media. Now, No, no, you told me to do that. Right. Like, like just eliminate gray area. And I love the coaches that stand up. Like I taught him to do this, I'll take it. You know, I
3: told him to do that. Just eliminate gray area and put us in a good position. You're good. Jason, so looking back on your career, if you had one word to sum up your career, whether you're what are you proud of, what do you look back on and say, man, this would be like who I am. If it's not one word, one statement, one thought. You know what?
1: I would say this, is that I'm blessed because I believe I got the most out of my ability. If the NFL – standard you know had a baseline I would think that I would be right below that baseline but I was able to overachieve and get the most because I put in the work for it um so I'm proud of it I can look at even my failures like there's times where I dropped the ball but I never dropped the ball out of fear I was attacking I can look at myself in the mirror knowing that I was attacking the football knowing i was going after a dude i don't care if it was a linebackers or safety everybody knew if i was out there you're gonna get cut or i'm gonna hit you something's gonna happen right so i can i can look at myself in the mirror knowing that i attacked it not having the most talent and i made the best out of it and i was always a team stand-up person right and that and that's the only thing that you can say like I, I wish I had Calvin Johnson's ability. Wait, I wish ain't, I ain't nobody Johnson's got, ability. ain't nobody got them. I wish I did, but everyone's not. Everyone doesn't have that. And these are stories that we don't hear. You know, like you don't hear about the special teams guy that may not have the most talent, or the guy that's the backup tight end, or the third receiver, fourth receiver. Like you can make something. Look at Slater. Can I was make going, this. I was literally going to you say go, his you name. Can ma- you can make something out of yourself, and, as long as you're willing to do that work, you know. So I'm proud of that.
2: That's what's up. So. Yeah. I'm a Chicago guy. You're a Chicago guy. And I still live there now. Um, tons of violence in the city. Uh my dad lived in the gardens oh, growing up yeah. as a kid. Wild yeah. Hunters, The Wild, Wild hunters, yeah. So get, my I'll get, Ogdale I'll get, Gardens, yeah. i I went to school there. He, that's yeah. why he's talking about it. So my my pops is from the Wild Hunters, and I mean it's it's changed a lot. And the violence, it grows and grows every year. Talk to me about one like some of the things that you saw as a kid and two like how that situation how those situations that you saw as a
1: kid kind of change you and mold you to who you are today um i'll give you guys a story because this is about the when i think about this it started to make me cry and tear up because um god's been good to me my grandmother who raised me i didn't have a um my mom left when i was a baby my dad was in and out of jail and uh, my grandmother had a, you know, house on the south side of Chicago. We grew up in the Argyle um, Robert Taylor Home Projects then. She moved to 91st Street, um, neighborhood, 9-0 gang, Gangster Disciples. And, um, you know, she was like a praying woman, and she loved the community. She would, I didn't have a place to go, so I had to stay in my grandmother's room. It was 14 people in this house at times, a lot of people, cousins, multiple people. And every night she would lay her hands on me. Lord, do something for him. Get him out of this neighborhood. Change his life. Give him direction. She used to pray for me thirty minutes every night at least. I would go to sleep every night with her, you know, praying for me. Her and my aunt were the, like two solid people in my family. On the other side of the the, the aisle, different part of the house. I members that were like leaders in the gangster disciples, not like normal, like foot soldiers or laymen. No, we're talking about regions and coordinators like of yeah, gangs. Yeah. Like so before you know it, I was selling drugs in and out in the streets, sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Like I knew what it was like to carry pistols, shoot guns. I knew what it like to cut cocaine and cook cocaine yeah. when I was a young boy because of this other side of my family. And I've had multiple family members that were shot up on our porch that we had to pull in and try to resuscitate them, call the ambulance, all types of like horrific thing. But the thing that kind of was a saving grace for me was my grandmother's prayers. Lord, do something for him, change his life, get him out of this neighborhood. And um, I wasn't. I was a part of my environment, but it wasn't in my heart. I was the scariest drug dealer in the history of drug dealers, right? It's just that, it just wasn't me because of my, the way my grandmother had me wired. Um, our house was raided two times, and then if you get raided three times in the state of Illinois, they take, it, they take your home. And so my grandmother scattered us all over Chicago. I wasn't playing sports at all, but in this next neighborhood, I was playing basketball. And I was good at it. I began to be, like, a very good player. My basketball coach went to Carver Military Academy. It wasn't military then. It was just Carver Area High School. Um, was also the football coach.
3: Coach
1: Simp. Coach Simp. Coach Simp is the basketball coach and the football coach. He said, you can't play basketball for me unless you play um, football. Man, he put me out there, linebacker, the first practice. I sold me with the full back. I'm a linebacker. This dude killed me by a, a good eight to 10 straight times. I quit. Your mama, my dad calls from prison mm, okay. and, tell, and my grandmother tells me the story. My dad told me, you don't want to end up in prison. Get back out there, do this. He changes my position. This is when I was a sophomore in high school, okay. put me at running back. I was so afraid to get touched, either a touchdown, out of bounds, or I got down before I can get hit for, for an entire year play corner, every time they threw the ball my way, I picked it, so next year they're like, hey, let's put this dude at receiver as a junior. One year playing receiver, I was the number one, play, number one player in the state of Illinois. And it was my grandmother every night, Lord do something special in his life, change his life, get him out of his neighborhood. It would be people coming up to me, look, God's gonna touch your hands, put oil on my hands. He gonna do something with your hands. You're gonna be able to get out of his neighborhood, and change your family's life because it's, these are stories that 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 just happened. So the things that it's a miracle for me to be standing here, and be sitting here talking to you guys today, it was because of my grandmother's prayers, because of the people that are around me, people like Coach Simp, people like my aunt. Um, so that's my story of growing up, and um and and it's and that's why like I was strong in faith is because I realized that the power of God. Like I I. No killers grew up with it. Was a part of that, and um, and that's why I always had like a mean streak. Even though I was a, even though I was a, a save dude, like I I still got a little south side in me just for a rainy day. It never went anywhere. <laughs> it just it's just it's always been like that.
3: Don't let this kindness fool you. Don't let this brown jacket get in the way. <laughs> Try Jesus, not me, cause I throw hands. I can't I can't pull this jacket off. It be tough. It be tough. All right. Um, tough. One one more. Just <laughs> going back on that because you know, myself growing up in Alabama, uh, definitely on the other side of the tracks where it's like I'm upper, I would say middle class, um, where I grew up at. What was that time lacking? What is the mental capacity of a 11, 12 year old kid being comfortable around cutting up cocaine or having to carry a gun? Like how do you, can maybe just take me there and a mindset, and you said you were scared, but Every day, I know you couldn't show that fear. Yeah,
1: no, so like when you're like, you, it's just like anything else. You know, like when you get to play that first time, you get to play football with the older dudes and you can't show, even though you afraid out of your you mind. Can't it, right? You can't show it. You can't show it. You can't show it, right? Uh, they try to throw you up in the air. Let's hit him. Let's see if he can take it. You know, that type of thing. And that's what it was for me. So you had to play that way in order to survive. So you didn't think this was something that you you just you just got tired of people talking about your XJ 900s. You remember XJ 9? You from Chicago. That was a payless version of shoes where Jordan dunked like from the side. He comes from over <laughs> here, and you get tired of that. So you see somebody that's in the street selling drugs, right? They got the fresh Jordans on. They got a nice car. They have money. They have a watch. They have something that you would like, and you're impoverished, right? So you want those things. So that kind of that kind of changes the the way you think about it. You're like, this is just what I got to do in order to get by so it was more of like a necessity in my mind rather than I was think I wasn't thinking about the future at that moment that time and also I couldn't let my family's name down as well it was that was something like the Avant family on the south side of Chicago we had a little bit of ring to it um, when it came to Larry Hoover's games disciples that's what it was
2: yeah so do you have like a a, a close story like looking back on that time now and it was like man I know God got me out of that situation, but that was really close that I I
1: almost died. Or I do, do you have a uh... Uh, like crazy stuff? I remember like back in the day, like, this is kind of getting, and back in the day, they used to have like, where we, where we used to keep crack co- cocaine, it used to be in your zipper, that we call it zipper yeah. you cut an incision on the inside of your zipper, you would stick it down in there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it because there was this dude named Supercop in our neighborhood that would always check the zipper right? So I used to keep it in my shoe, like in like this little concealed. So the police swooped out of the, out of the alley so fast one time and got all of us hemmed up and I had it in my shoe and he went to go take my shoe off and poop got a little call to take taking them to Terrytown which is like 75th street yeah yeah right
0: yeah 75th 79th and, and all yeah, that down yeah. Down, yeah. down
1: there right so and literally he was in my shoe right in my left shoe where I used to keep it um and and got a call got out of there i was like man that was a miracle in and of itself my junior year um i'm I'm in the sports now, and I I would go train at different places. I had my aunt's car. I'm trying to cut up 115th Street, and on this area, 115th Street is like a bunch of Mexicans, Hispanics there, right? And in this particular area, the Mexicans and black people didn't get along. Right. It's like Latin kings, Gangster Disciples, they didn't get along. You don't go through that neighborhood, they don't come through your neighborhood. And that's just how it was growing up there. It was taking so long, and I was getting so frustrated, I'm like, dude, I'm gonna make this left and get and get up here before anybody see me. I make a left, and as soon as I make a left, it was a car on the corner that I did not see with its lights off. Group group of Hispanic men T-boned my car. At this time, I had a torn ACL, right? Because I tore my ACL in high school. Um, I couldn't get out of the car, but they were able to wedge me over and and um and stop us both. Yeah. I tried to get out of the car and run. It was enough space there, but I was panicking. I couldn't get get out because it was kinda tight. The dude had got out, they were like speaking in Spanish. The dude got out with something in his hand coming around my car. I was able to get my car off of his and go up through yards and go across um, State Street full speed and able to get out of there. Mm. Like nice. certain, certain things, I look back on my life, man, God has had his hand on me for a long time.
3: Man, yeah. that's so, crazy. Yeah, it's,
1: that's just how your it Your grandmother has was.
3: definitely planted that seed and oh, man. God has looked after you uh, since day one, honestly. Yeah. And talking about that, um, what would your grandmother, if she could tell us right now, looking back on what Jason Yvonne has become, this man, What would she say about you? Um, I think about this a lot because um, I lost her when I was in
1: college. And um, it's so funny, is because she gave me like my first like Bible and my first like CD when I was like a senior going off to college. She gave me all this stuff. Like I had, we had stuff in the house, but she gave me my own personal stuff Um, and I got to college, I'm like, man, I'm from Chicago, I'm at the University of Michigan, I'm about to turn this place out.
3: <laughs> <Right?
0: Yeah>. so.
1: <laughs> so um later in my freshman year, I like kinda committed to Christ, committed to God. And um not too much longer after that she died, it seemed like she was being she was waiting around just for, for that to happen. And um so I'm just hoping that I'm making her proud. Yeah. And, you, know, you know, and, and that's, that's and, and that's the only thing that you could do. I, I know that she would be. Um, because I'm one of the only people with my family to to attend and to complete college. And um and it's and it's and I, and I know she's proud of that.
3: Man, that's yeah. great, man. And she would be. Yeah, she appreciate that, man. Bro. Yeah, yeah.
1: So what do you what would you tell a
2: kid in a similar situation, right? Uh I live there so I see the news all the time and there's always a lot of carjackings and there's a bunch of fourteen year olds and fifteen year olds carjacking people and robbing people and I want to believe that these young men are fairly, in, or in some situations, kind of like you as a kid, like maybe just no, no guidance from, say, a, a father figure, and they just need someone to love them. So, if you could offer these young men some words of encouragement, what would you tell them?
1: Mm, I get, I get access because I do, I still do camps, still do a bunch of stuff back home. Um, I would say this is that you have to hear a higher word and and that's the thing right so i'm a firm believer in that faith comes by hearing so if you hear that you can make it it's like the home team the home team normally wins most because the home team is the one that's being applauded most and a kid that gets applauded gets encouraged gets Positivity gets positive reinforcement and affirmation is the kid that's going to be successful. So, I would say gravitate toward the people that's giving you positive information and use that's going to come in the form if you don't have a parent at home. It's going to come in the form of a counselor, it's going to come in the form of a teacher, it's going to come in the form of the boys' club, the YMCA. Get involved in structure where you're going to have positive reinforcement because that. Thought process is what's going to change. I remember hearing those things and having like small experiences. I would love when my aunt would take me to Six Flags um, because you know she worked there and she would get those passes for her family every now and again and I would go but that was me seeing something and hearing different things right. So I would say try your best to get experiences that are outside of your community and also Um, Stay around people that's going to give you positive reinforcement when it comes to affirmations.
0: We'll be back in a minute. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Dude, that's I had to write
3: that down. That's yeah. that's gold. I hope everybody really caught that. That was a gold nugget right there. Um crazy. Yeah, man. Um, so what are you up to now? I mean, I know I've dreaded by you. Uh, I've done uh, deep diving. Deep dive. Share with the crowd, please. Um I know I was, you're an entrepreneur yeah, in the whole long. I've
1: been I saw, I've been running the Launch Trampoline Park in uh, South Jersey. Um, I had three stores. I'm down to one. I sold, I sold two, um, but I still have my one in Deffer, New Jersey. Um, I've been doing it since 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually retired in order to do that. I still had, you know, some training camp stuff, but you never know training camp when you get old. They just want you as a training camp body. But anyhow, I was like, it was time for me to to be done. I shadowed when I was playing. Uh so I would you went, went to, and did everything. Yeah, I went to Sky Zones, I went to you know, Dave and Busters, I went to main events, uh, I went to Dreddies. I went to all types of places and just used my name. Like, hey, I'm this person that played for the Eagles. It's like, oh come on in, just say hi to my customers. But they wouldn't have me they would show me how to, you know, do books, they would show me how to yeah. book parties, work the POS system, inventory, all types of things. And I did that when in, my, in the off seasons. And um, when I retired, I was already ahead of the curve when it came to running my own business um, because I was in the parks in the off seasons, okay. and uh, and I did that, and and uh, the store was number one for I don't know five out of my seven um, going on seven years, um, yeah five yeah it's been been five out of seven years we've been number one store, and uh, I love to do it I do that. I do you know radio for the radio um, sideline and color for the University of Michigan, all of their games. Uh, yeah, right. So um, I do that. I do NBC Sports Philadelphia, CB Sports Philadelphia, um, multiple podcasts. Trying my best to become like you gentlemen, <laughs> and uh, you know keep it going in any as- any aspect. So yeah. now,
2: why was it important for you to do that the, the grunt work when you didn't have to? Like you, do you think it made you better? It made you a better businessman.
1: Yeah, you know why? Because I can't deny that, yes, the NFL is great mm-hmm. and it's provided for us in, in ways that we couldn't imagine and for our families and for generations after us if we do right, right? So you can't deny that, but I'm not ignorant to the fact that we've been doing football for so long.
3: That's all we know. Yeah, we've been doing <laughs>
1: it a long time. And so I didn't want to go out and invest my money and not have any experience in this. So I would, I figured that if I can get into a franchise that has a proven track record, one, and then me work in the business for multiple years in the off season, and I would say total would probably be a year and a half, um, but to get comfortable with it, to see if I like it, mm-hmm. um, and to see if I can li- realistically run it, and have that experience. So it was, instead of going back to school for it, it was just basically a l- really long internship. So I, you know, oh, so so, so I thought
3: that was important to do. So, this podcast you're on, uh, you and Quentin Michael? Yeah. Big fan of his as a safety. Would well, you?
1: Did you guys have a, a um, the one year before that? Y'all, yeah, you, Nah, you I can't, barely missed mean? him. I can't. Yeah, it, I, can't,
3: can't I barely missed him at Carolina. <laughs> yeah. But I always watched him when he was at St. Louis. And I always watched him everywhere he was at just because... You know, when you play the same position, this is what you. You hear. got to see, it. yeah. So you got to see. So tell me a couple it. things about that guy, and what what makes that podcast stand out? Because we can always plug and show yeah. love, because we all need to follow each other, and we all what well, we always have yeah, support, yeah, support each other.
1: So um, we we are on Inside the Birds um, YouTube platform, Amazon, all that, and um, but it's called the Q and A show. And um, Q is a like a great dude, and he's always been a rock solid teammate, rock solid dad, and I love to be around people like that. You know, it's it's easy to work with like like minded people, right? To have like your same values, your same approach, the same you know methodical approach that you have when it comes to looking looking at the film and game. So when we're when we're talking, you know, receiver and you know DB play, you know, it's it's pretty interesting because, you know, it's coming from, you know, guys that had to know the game. Like, you know, everybody in this room had to, like, really know. There's some – we all know dudes that just were so athletic that they didn't have to do crap. But us in this room had to know the game, and that that adds a lot of value to a podcast, you know. So um, we have fun doing it. We, you know, talk about some off-the-wall topics sometimes. And – and he, I always say he's my, my, he he keeps it real. Both of us do. Like, the hardest thing about being, you know, in the media is your relationship with your team.
0: Mm. That's Especially the tough, when they're doing bad. That's
1: the toughest part, right? Because I still do a bunch of stuff for the Eagles. Like, I, like, I'm probably, like, their number one legend, right, when it comes to, like, sports camps that they do. I just did one this morning, speaking to corporate sponsors. Like, I still do, I would say, 50 events for the Eagles a year. Um, so you have to call it out, like so if Jalen Hurst is not playing back uh, playing well, I have to say it but there's a way, but there's a way to say it though there's there there there's a political way to say it, and then there's a way to say it, like we say it, and I think that has the most. Uh, I think that's the realest way to say it, right. not not in a disrespectful way, but if a dude like if, if we're in the locker room and I'm and I'm talking to Rod like Rod man you can't you can't keep getting beat on the post. It's yeah. it's 13 times you got beat on the post.
3: I, I'm just calling balls and strikes. I'm literally just calling
0: balls and strikes.
2: The, Rodney hears is who's like, oh man, he garbage. He <laughs> like you no. can't. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's that's I, I guess that's the point I'm trying to get at. Like you can't just be that. But Rodney ain't tackled nobody in a while. So like the further yeah. you get, sometimes you kind of. Wiggling to that, so like, and it happens. I mean, nobody's perfect.
1: Yeah, I don't think he did it on purpose, but yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't. And Rodney's my man. Yeah, I'm I'm a friend of mine. You know, because I know him, it was hilarious. (laughs) I'm like, dude, you can't say that out loud. No, you can't.
3: He forgot he was on camera. Yeah, it was live. It was just live, and sometimes he's like, you know, he's garbage dog. It's just like, but as pros. We see guys, and when they play in garbage, it's hard for us not to say that. Yeah. It's like they could be better, especially when you're talking about NFL. NFL, with the highest quality of players, execution, like the margins of error are so small. Yeah. That's what we're used to seeing. And when you don't live up to those expectations, especially when you get the check. Because yeah. once you get the check, the expectations rise. Yeah. So, with money, with the NFL dollars, comes more responsibility with that and more criticism on the other side of it. So it's uh, it's all warranted. And look, everybody's got big boy pants on once you're in that locker room. So it, yeah. nobody's invincible to no. getting called out. Everybody can get it.
1: Everybody can get it. Here's the thing that, that's, that's really tough to navigate. If you're in the media and you've been covering the team, you don't know nuance like we know nuance. So I can call out something – that most people can't. So now I'm the bad guy because I can see it and I can look at the tables like, no, nah, it wasn't this person. It was this person because right. like this, this, and this. And now I'm bringing a light something that maybe nobody else would have seen. Exactly. So and that so those type things can get
3: you in trouble. Jason, we literally, <laughs> my, my, our producer behind you. He's not on camera. He's gonna stay away. But Thomas, we were just going over some film because I'm watching film for my my other show this weekend, and literally. We're talking ball and I got Peanut in here and I'm at like Peanut, like what is this defense? He's like, dude, I don't even know what that is. And Thomas just starts asking questions. And so we're breaking down, all right, from the defensive backfield, where your eyes need to be, the technique here. Thomas was just enthralled with like, so you're really not looking here. He just, the more and more we talk, the more and more questions he has. Yeah. You can go really, really deep. Deep into it, into yeah. football, people don't know. How deep the nuance situation or section in football goes?
1: We just uh, see
2: it so differently, though. We do. that's, yeah, that's the crazy part. We,
3: yeah, I'm not looking at the quarterback
2: like the. I, I I like the Wyatt copy personally when I watch when I watch football games. I don't. Right, I like the all 22. I like all. I want to see all 22 guys. I want to see the safety drop. I want to see the linebackers drop. I need to see the corners who's cutting, jumping. Like, who's taking the cheese? Like, yeah. I, I want to be able to
1: see all. Because that tells the real truth. That tells the real story. Yeah, because people only follow the ball. Yes. So they think that because a guy has a lot of turnover, say for a defensive back, meaning that he's like a, this lockdown dude or something because he's intercepting the ball. They don't they don't, they don't mean that. <laughs> you may be a guy that, can, that has great timing, but – when it comes down to it, or great you ball can't, yeah, you can't cover a dude. Team know that. That's why they keep throwing that. <laughs> that's true <laughs> like, too. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know. So it's like look different things like that. And like as a receiver, you're not always a, you're not always like a secondary a first position. You, it's a lot. Like there's dudes that's getting open each and every week that don't get the ball. True. Right? They, Very they true. Have a bad quarterback, bad offense line, running back not picking up a blitz. You can't get the ball. That's how it is. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I want to, to talk <laughs> about the. Uh, You were in the uh, the Jason Kelsey documentary, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, you had a conversation about retirement uh, when you were at the at at the table. Can you can you talk about that and how that how that conversation went? You know, uh, first of all, we didn't I didn't I didn't
1: know that it was a documentary. Right. right really so I got some paperwork a couple weeks ago saying hey you got sound off yeah. this. <laughs> so it's like I didn't we didn't know because we were just like buddies playing poker and kind of organized it right because kind of wrong yeah and so we all hang out anyway we always we're, we're at different events we play cards anyway right so, so I'm just kicking it and 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 so the cameras are around but I'm like it's not too weird because all of us are around cameras a lot doing right. things. So, I, so we didn't know. It and it's not going to change like you that too. much, for real. Really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because we're used to being around the camera. So um, we just didn't have a conversation. It was some stuff said that night that would have been very interesting, but, you know, they took it out. <laughs> right, right. But, um, no, the conversation was all of us, you know, I like listening to the heads Mike Quick was there. Um, Harold, Harold Carmichael was there. It was some guys, like, giving, like, a bunch of wisdom out. And and I was just telling him that I was like, First of all, you're like the mayor of Philadelphia, so you don't necessarily need football. Your checks are gonna be big. If you sell any one of these, you know, radio stations, television stations that Jason Kelsey wants is interested in them, you'll be fine. So you don't necessarily need this. And I just told him to listen to his body. He gotta you know, I know he loves it and what's what's keeping them going is Jalen Hurts. And people don't know this. Like What keeps Jason Kelsey moving is Jalen Hurts because he feels that Jalen Hurts is the best leader that he's been around and the guy that moves the needle. And they have a great relationship. And um, it's actually from that moment in time, he was like literally like not knowing if he was going to come back, you know, later in that, you know, off, you know, to start the season. And now, you know, when you talk to him now, it's like, dude, this dude, Behind center is just amazing. I want to see him win one. Yeah,
3: Yeah. and I want to be a part of I want to be a part of helping him
1: But that's when you know you got a good team
2: though like the two Super Bowl teams that I was on When I when when I tried to make our run when we made our run our locker room was so dope and I Wanted to win a Super Bowl one for myself But more importantly I really wanted to win it for you and he wanted to win it for the next person and so on and so forth and I think when you have a team we got a group of men. You got all fifty-three guys that believe and think the same exact way, and they're not selfish. They play unselfish football. It's yeah. eleven guys doing one thing, not not one guy doing eleven different things. Like when you can get eleven guys doing one thing, like that's when you know you got a really good team. And I think Jason and Hurts, uh, uh, they to me, they they bestow that. Like I, I I feel that when I when I look at them when he talks about them, like you you feel it. Yeah. They got well, you, real good chemistry.
1: I just hate playing against this, that the, the Bears defense, boy, because you know, you know two things. You're just gonna get hit, yeah, <laughs> right. And the grass is gonna be about this
3: long, man.
0: Well, <laughs> I, d- I didn't even have, I didn't even
3: have, I didn't even wear seven studs. You going to Chicago, you better have seven studs. The only place where the grass is just only I wore player.
2: seven studs and I played the, it was a home team. Like I wore the seven studs. Uh, yeah, yeah, you wore
3: seven studs every week. You guys are <laughs> the only team in the league that's wearing seven studs in the early in the two thousand. Oh like, man. Yeah. You, you you Yeah, had to at Soldier Field. And I had to.
1: Has, has there been a better linebacker besides Erie Lacker when it comes to playing cover two? No, he was like, Oh my the man. gosh. Was Him and Derrick Brooks, it. but but yeah.
3: Derrick Brooks played well though. I mean the Mike, he's like yeah. built for that. It, it's as crazy as it was, but yeah, I'm like, man. Dude, I'm
1: running as fast as I can. He's yeah, running he's in the running middle,
3: middle, and nobody
1: right? getting over top of him. Yeah,
3: Ever. he was tall. Tall. So put that hand start. up, so yeah. it,
2: you really got to like sink that thing in there. Yeah. I think one of the best stories though I remember though is we played y'all. I want to say might have been 2008, and I was covering I was covering Deshaun the whole game. I was I was shadowing him, and I got one force fumble. You know,
1: n- nothing too crazy. Whatever. Nothing too crazy. A forced fumble, just one. Yeah, the peanut punch. <laughs> he got a whole terminology. Yeah, Randy Moss got Moss. Then we got the <laughs> peanut punch.
2: <laughs> so I ended up, I ended up getting one, and I was trying to, sh- I was trying to show Thomas this, but I, I, I'll end up finding later on. But Deshaun is running like an over route, and he catches it, takes a couple steps, I punch it out, and I'm a second one, but it's on your sideline. You looked so mad. Cause <laughs> yeah. you picked up the ball like you picked up the ball and you put it on your hip and was just like Yeah <laughs> Cause we talk about this all damn day. So we talk about though, it all day. Your body language is like, God dang it. If this but the way he picked it up though, uh, I, I couldn't do nothing but laugh. Like it was right. just <sighs> you, you just you had it like this and just was like mm mm.
3: Jason, I've been there. I remember all week long, Sean Payton's like, look, playing against the Bears, this guy Peanut freaking tell me I don't want to see a ball in the ground oh. this week. Just let me call it. I don't want no yak. Catch the ball, get down. He's out there lurking. He's that fish out there. He's lurking. Do not. I don't want to see it. Ball. I don't want to see it. Second possession. He sums out because everybody gets excited off of it too. It's like they it, next you know it was like a dunk in the basketball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah the yeah, whole yeah, everybody's chain. up now. Now everybody's up. Yeah. Like, oh, here we go again. Now we in a dog fight because. Nobody, we just didn't get down. He's oh just trying to God. get just a little bit extra. <laughs> the next, so you know, ball on the ground. Like, nah, I, I think he ain't gonna get it out on me.
2: Like I'm, I'm pretty sure. Maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking like, even though y'all talked about it the whole week. There had to be some competitive spirit. Was like, nah, he ain't getting
1: it out on me. Nah, everybody. Some, you know, some guys are just aloof at times. Like they just, just go like they in the whole like everybody else is paying attention to, like intently in the middle. Like, oh yeah, we can't let you know Peanut get the ball out. Then other dudes on the cell phone in the back. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's that so NFL, true. right? It's like That's you have true. you have the guys it's that so care. True. You
3: got the guys to be like, man, this so is just true. a job. So true. So <laughs> true. So 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 true. damn true. Uh, all right. Let's get to some fun questions here. Like, this hasn't already been fun enough. Um, You're a basketball player. That was your first love. That's where yeah. your heart was at. I, I looked up the whole story on your uh, YouTube, and Coach Simpson was talking about that, too. And you mentioned already, he's like, dude, you ain't playing on my basketball team, unless you play football. Yeah. So he kind of pushed you over that way, and then you found you had a, a really great talent at it. But And we, this is straight barber, straight barbershop question right here. Okay. Give me your top five basketball players of all time. This is this is straight barbershop right here.
1: All right. Am I doing it in position groups? You know what? Is it a starting five or is just your is start, it? Starting give me a starting five. All right, yeah. Give me a starting five. All right. All right. See that's 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 that's, 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 that's the ease that's the easier one. All right. So starting five, magic.
3: Okay, at magic the at the point. Yeah. Not mad at that.
1: Um at the two, Jordan. At the three, LeBron. At the four, Tim Duncan. And at the five, Elijah. Warren. So I was going to say.
3: So, can we use. Can, how about with this? How about like once one name is picked, we get to like take them off the board? Make it even <laughs> more. <clears throat> All right. Okay. I love this. All right, Peter. I'm not going to give them one, two, three, four, five. So
2: I got to write mine down because I got Kobe.
1: I got. You said Akeem, right? No, no, no! I yeah, I said dream. Yeah, I said dream. I said King.
2: God dang it! I wanted to. All right, so ooh, I got uh Magic. Not Magic. Uh, Dr. J. Okay, I'm not mad at that pick. I got, I got, I got Dr. J. I got a. Uh... Oh, give me Shaq.
1: you got bad position. Kobe, Shaq.
2: <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna take uh. You got a lot of power forwards. I'm gonna take Steph. And then I'm also gonna take who was a dog? I need another guard. I need like a dog. Who was a dog at that guard. Go. Let me, let me give me give me another 30 seconds. I'm gonna let you go.
3: All right, so so all right, I'm gonna go with my team. And I know not everybody's gonna love this, but I'm gonna go dame at the one because I need big points in last second situations. I know Dame is clutch. I'm going to go Klay Thompson for his ability to be able to shoot and play defense at the two. And he's got – he's height. Uh, At the three, you already got Dr. J. You already uh, took LeBron. All right, at the three, let me come back. Oh, you know what, I'll take Larry Bird. tripping. I'm going to take Larry Bird. (laughs) And at the four spot, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go with Dirk Nowitzki at the four, and then I'm going to take Wilt at the five. Oh, no, I'm taking Kareem at the five. How dare I? Give me Kareem. Even though Wilt's great, too, because Wilt ran like a 400-yard sprinter. So, Larry, you got some shooting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, I he can got shoot. He got some shoot. <laughs> I can shoot. He got some shooting. <laughs> I might need to get Wilt at the five just so we're better, so I can have somebody to defend the rim, because I don't know if Akeem was known for that. I mean, uh, not Akeem, but uh, Kareem was known. Kareem, for the,
1: Kareem, Kareem, yeah, Kareem could
2: break
3: Yeah, I'll take Kareem, though.
2: I'm gonna go Oscar Robinson. Oh, that's a good one.
3: I think
1: good. I think I'm killing y'all, bro. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: this is why I said it's straight I straight, straight, I think, straight
3: barbershop I, conversation. I think I'm killing y'all. I think though. it's straight yeah. barbershop conversation. Like, who, who your five? Who's my five? This is exactly why I said the, like, the, the, right, the only thing, if it, it all depends on the air. Like completely. The three point
1: shooting on yours is yeah. crazy.
3: Yes. I, yeah, I got, I got so, three, four guys and fill
2: yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. All right, I got one for you. Scrabble. Big guy, you big Scrabble guy, right? What's used the most, to be. Used to be. All right. What's the most points you got on one word?
1: Um, I've been over a hundred in one word.
2: One, one word? One, what? What, what, yeah. what was the word? Like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? No, no. It may have been. Was it pensive
1: or something? Um, no, no.
3: What does that been, even like, mean? Like,
1: um, pensive? I think I got
3: like. Don't embarrass so me. So you right got to
1: get you have. So so what happens <laughs> is somebody in order to get a hundred on one word you got to get like somebody that makes a mistake. Like usually. An inexperienced player.
3: Oh, Rome is your guy. He get no doubt. You can get him all day. They'll
1: leave like a, a word right before triple, but you can get to the next triple. Yeah. Seven letters. Okay. Right. So I remember getting triples in two spots. Right. So it was some some word, and then my word was something like soapier. and I ended up getting into the next triple. So you get all of those. You get you get two triples. Yeah, so that that ended up like that. So it was just spacing and somebody yeah. being bad.
2: I'll we'll talk about pensive after. Yeah, like yeah. Don't be embarrassed. But you got Like I got a great vocabulary. In, 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 yeah. Just, like,
1: but remember the Scrabble. It don't come out like, like yeah. that. I forgot you. I forgot you from Alabama. Yeah. The Scrabble. <laughs> the Scrabble dictionary has a bunch of words that are not just English words, Right. right. So right. there's a lot. Like if you know all the two letter words that are in the Scrabble dictionary that are not English words you got a good chance, like knowing all the cues.
3: I need to scrabble dictionary. I'm sorry, exactly. I only I, had I the regular dictionary. I won't dictionary. play with you if
1: you don't have a scrabble dictionary. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you got to have Scrabble dictionary. <laughs> Mind blow, right? I didn't even know they had their own dictionary.
1: Yeah, you can't play Scrabble without. I was just Scrabble. like a Webster's. Yeah, no. You got to know all the words that starts with Q that don't have a U. So are you a big like are you
3: a big reader naturally?
1: Yeah, like I um I am I'm, I'm more of a brain game type uh guy like uh-huh. I usually like this this app called Elevate and it usually involves reading and math and stuff like that. And then um and then I don't read the entire book, but I have a different app called The Blinklist, and you can read like 15 minute, 20 minute excerpts of any book, and it basically is a summary of the entire book. And I do that each day.
3: See? Elevate Blinklist. I put that on my. Yeah. Good job. You, yeah, you're really into this stuff L like L that, me. I'm a, I'm a reader, I yeah. read books. I'm, I trying, mean, to, I'm trying to help them. You are. I'm like, you know what I mean? I, I treat reading like my my swimming ability. You know what I'm saying? Like I survive. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't drowning. You know what I'm saying? I ain't but, like, get, but I ain't getting in the ocean. I'm good. You know what I mean? ain't messing <laughs> up my hair. Yeah, yeah, I ain't messing up my hair. <laughs> all right, well, uh, Jason, bro, I got no. <laughs> you. Like uh, so, we we like to ask most of our guests this, if not all of this. and And, you know, I want to tell you, and I'll just be 100 with you. Um, I, we said this, Peanut said this to your boy, Namdi Asamwa. And Namdi's like, whoa, you know, he, he tries to be a little bit different than most. And he's like, no, whoa, whoa, I don't, I don't want this the same question as everybody else. Oh, you don't. It's, That's not. It's, it's, it's That's like, Nah. You know, the and then he's like, oh, okay, oh, okay. Well, let me think on it. And he asked him, if you had a Mount Rushmore of people of influence, who would those four people be?
1: Influence in my life. Yeah. Oh, for me. For you. Okay. For Four people. Personal Mount Oh, personal. My grandmother's number one. She's like in the middle. Bling. Yeah. Right there in the middle. Um, I would say my college pastor, Pastor Cannon. Um, he would be there. Just because he was there for you when you converted? He taught me so much. Yeah. And he always, it wasn't about sports or anything like that i was a freshman going going to his church and he and he would literally he he would be on the phone with me going over stuff i'm like dude she got a big booty what do you want me to do with this he like dude don't go after the temptation yeah <laughs> he was keeping it real, real. yeah keeping it real with me like all of us go all of us go through this you know what i mean For like sure. whatever it may be like so he was there with me through some like really really rough times um so it would be him uh I would say uh, a guy that ended up being my my brother. I get five in my past, right? So um, he ended up being my brother, um, not like actual brother. He ended up being like a really close friend of mine, a guy named Scooter. And um, he's been solid for me, never asked me for anything. We've been knowing each other for, you know, 25 years. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, So never asked me for anything, always been there through difficult times um some a guy named jamar jamar adams he played in the league for a little bit went to the university of michigan with me his mom told me to look after him when when he came up for a visit yeah and yeah. never wrote yeah. contact so i would say that's four and then the fifth one would be rodney harrison um because rodney being from he was south he was a south suburb guy yeah. and um scooter and rodney were, and rodney were friends yeah. And he brought me around, Rodney, when I was a junior in high school, and I saw how NFL athlete worked. Mm. Okay. So and and he allowed me to work with him, allowed me to you know just pick his brain about stuff, and um, I, that dude is like unbelievably strong, like you know, and um, and 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 crazy. Rodney <laughs> was a nut. Like he would wake me up at, at, at three o'clock in the morning. Hey, little guy. I just did 200 push-ups, 200 sit-ups, you a loser, I'm a winner, bye. <laughs> like, that's just how this dude was. So him calling
3: somebody garbage, yeah. oh, he was not off. He was
1: not off. He's he's not, not,
2: no. That was just a regular thing, thing for him. Yeah, no, he was so in like, his wheelhouse. He's,
1: he's, his thing was always, I'm an eagle, you're a pigeon, shut up. Like, that's his, <laughs> that, was his thing. that was his thing. And, and um, our trainer, you know, he was like, all of us act, act like our trainer. And uh, so, yeah, I would say those five people.
3: Yeah. I love that. I love that too. So was good. It was really funny cuz uh we asked that to everybody, but Nambi wanted to be different and Peanut dressed it up and asked him the same question. He had no yeah, idea. He had no idea. He had no idea. <laughs> no and clue. then we told him at the end. He was like, "Oh, he is oh mad. I got it. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I, I fooled everybody. You did. I oh, had no idea man. where Peanut was going. Everybody I was, was so like, nervous. Oh, what is
2: what is Peanut going to do? And I was just like, "Well, ooh, I got it." Mount Rushmore. And then once I said it, I know they were just like, "Oh, he, oh, he, got, got, it. he, he got, got
3: it! He got it! Look at him, he got it!" Then,
2: then, then, then I came back, dude. That's deep. I like that. Quote. And he played us
1: like, "Man, that's a really good question, Pina." And I was like, "Thanks, man. I appreciate Thank that." Yeah, yeah. yeah. hilarious. I remember when when Nandi was with the Eagles with me, and he, that's when he started dating Kerry Washington. I was and I was his roommate. Yeah. On the road games, and I was the only one who knew, and I was like, "Man, I wanted to say something, but I couldn't say nothing."
3: <laughs>
1: well, you just did.
3: That exactly. was <laughs> back in the day. They—they married a long <laughs> yes. time now. No matter, <laughs>
1: stupid. But back then, it was nothing. <laughs> oh
2: man, I, well, I, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. Thank you. For I blessing appreciate, us. yeah, I appreciate fun. you guys. Man, appreciate you guys, man, uh, yeah,
3: yeah, man. I'm more full. Because you poured into us today, man. So thank you, man. I was really looking forward to seeing you, uh, giving you a hug. And you didn't, you didn't disappoint. You brought the brown jacket. You're looking clean. Your beard's tight. I,
1: you know, I'm, I'm here with these two gentlemen now. Come on. You know you
3: guys dress to the nines all the time. Man, we try to, man. Peanut's been getting better. Yeah. your shirt ugly <laughs> thank you. but my face isn't so we're gonna get out of here on that one man I wanna make sure I thank all of our listeners and viewers cause now they can see all of our beautiful faces man wherever you get your podcast whether it's Apple Podcast iHeart Podcast thank you so much as always make sure you give us a 5 star review Click follow. Tell a friend to tell a friend to what, Peanut? Tell a friend. There we go, man. We're going to get you up out of here, man. Hey, iHeartRadio Studios, thank you as always up here in New York taking care of us, putting it down for us. Peanut, get us out of here, boss.
2: I'm Peanut. That's Rome. That's Jason. And this is the NFL Player Second Acts Podcast. And we out.